0: you know if a property has had illegal building works? What can happen if the council tells you to remove what you thought was perfectly okay? Or worse, an injury or death happens to someone on your property due to something being built illegally and you get sued. What happens when the certificate of occupancy has been created and then the owners make a tweak here or there to make the home more comfortable, yet not considered approved? Today, we find out how title insurance may be able to help you when there's uncertainty when buying a home. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Copyright brings the best buyers to your door through strategically written copy that evokes emotion and paints a picture of value. We write right across Melbourne, helping property owners achieve great results at auction through private sale and even attract quality tenants. Check out our website, realcopyright.com.au to find out more. The lovely Kiani Mills from KLM Conveyancing is back to help Real Estate Right listeners get their real estate right. KLM have offices in Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland and provide an all-encompassing solution to your conveyancing needs. Welcome, Kiani. How are you today? I am great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on now. um, yes, Thanks for joining us. We're in We're in 2022, yay. How insane was the end (laughs) of 2021? (laughs)
1: Oh, dear, I just can't believe it. Another year, another year.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Now, last year in many of your episodes, you talked about title insurance. So why not have a podcast about it to make it more clear for our listeners when buying property? So tell me, what is title insurance?
1: Yes, and I'm glad we're doing this one because it has. It's come up a lot, hasn't it? And a lot of people don't really know what it is. I mean, it's quite big over in America and we're, I mean, I've been doing this business now for six years and as soon as I started the business was when I had my relationship built with my title insurance provider, I guess I saw the benefit. So effectively what title insurance does is it protects you as a buyer or a seller against things that are unknown. So when we buy an established house, We know that people have lived in it before. We know that people may have done renovation works. They may have built a new deck. They may have uh, put on a new roof. They might have done works to the property um, that maybe Uncle Joe did on the weekend or Auntie Susan's really great at doing, you know, timber balustrades, so she's gone and done that. We don't really know what's happened to the property pretty much, right? So what title insurance does, it comes in and protects the buyer against unknown dealings with the property before they were the owner okay so it is a title it's an insurance policy yeah Yeah. but it's a little bit different so it's a one-off policy that will protect you against things that you could not physically search find or investigate to do with a property that you're buying
0: okay so that answers my question does it have an expiry date or do we so, have to renew it? no correct good work so yes it's a one-off <laughs> payment
1: and the way that yeah. title insurance works is that you take it out generally we said we, we tell clients as soon as you buy a property consider this policy yes. even if you were to take it out on that day it actually doesn't come into effect until settlement so you must be the registered owner for the title yeah. insurance to come into effect so you pay that one-off premium and it's generally and i'm don't quote me on it. Go and get a quote. Anywhere between like $400 to $1,000 is a one-off policy, and it covers you from the day that you become the owner all the way through to the day that you sell it and are no longer the owner of that property. Okay. So, yeah, it's so not an annual like a normal insurance
0: policy. No, it's Either. just a one-off.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yes. Okay. How is the difference of building and home insurance? Yeah.
1: Good question. So the easiest way, and I'm a bit of a let's put it into a picture kind of thing. <laughs> when yeah. we're looking at our yeah. block of land, we're looking at our title, our building insurance, yeah. home and contents insurance cover the bricks and mortar. So they will cover yes. the structure on the land that is legally required to be there. So yes. the structure that is in line with the planning permit or building permit, as we've spoken about, we've done it, we've done a podcast on illegal building yes. works before. Yes. So the structure that's there is your building and your home and contents. Contents is what's inside of it. Building is the structure. Yep. yeah Title insurance takes it all the way out to the boundary line, which is your fence line. And it covers yes. anything to do with the piece of land that you own. It covers if your boundary lines are incorrect, um, Mm -hmm. if there are any discrepancies over adverse possession or whether um, your fences are in the wrong place or um, a neighbour wants to claim a piece of land as their own, they'll come in and and, and work with those disputes. It covers off illegal building works as well, but only in the scenario where the building works are unknown. So this was where... In my explanation of title insurance, it's yes. against things that are unknown. So if you signed a okay. contract, if you came to me with a contract of sale and it had a builder's defect report in it and said no building permits, there was a condition in there that said you're buying the property, there was a deck built, there's no permits, you're, you're accepting the risk. If you took that yeah. to a title insurance um, company, they might cover you but your excess would be a lot higher. Um, But the idea is that it's a known risk. So what title insurance is trying to protect you against is the unknown risks. So it's the things that are not disclosed in the contract. It's the permits that are not obtained but are not identified either. Um, a, A perfect scenario, a perfect example is I had a client of mine who bought a property and it was A and B on the same block. They had a little granny flat out the back. Both dwellings had their own addresses and they've been there oh they've been there for about 15 years or so and they had their own council rates they shared water so one water um, and their own street addresses so everything was fine in our contract of sale the vendor needs to disclose any kind of illegal works or building works that have been done in the last seven years Mm -hmm. everything looked great everything looked fine it was good to go a couple of years later council knocked on the door of my client and said knock knock can you please provide us with a copy of the permits for the dwelling at the back? And my client's like, yeah. what, we just bought this place a couple of years ago. We don't have those. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you guys have got two street addresses. So what, what do you need? And they say, well, actually, the requirements here is that you can't have more than dwelling, one dwelling on a block. He's yeah. like, well, what do you mean? Like, you guys issued street addresses and council rates to two dwellings on the same block. And he goes, that's a planning department, totally different department to us. That's not our problem. You're non complying. So he picked up the phone to his title insurance policy. And what the title insurance policy does, they go, okay, no worries, we'll take this on. They take over all of the communication. They then cover up to 200% of -of out-of-pocket costs to do with that claim. If you need to be rehomed, they will cover um, accommodation, um, travel expenses, they will cover all materials, all if it does get to a point where you need to go to VCAT or down the legal route for a legal dispute, they'll cover all of those fees as well. So he didn't actually Mm -hmm. have to worry about it and they won Again, council talked to left-hand, right-hand kind of scenario. Information was correct that they had on file. And they, they won the claim and they got to keep the dwellings as they were. But the client had zero out-of-pocket costs and title insurance took on everything. Phew, really? That would have been a mess. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Fighting with council is one thing yeah. on its own. Oh, yeah. But the costs that could have come across would have been exorbitant, especially if you had to rip down a whole dwelling at the back of his block. Yeah. Again, it can come across boundary lines. Unknown. scenario things that you can't physically find out yes
0: okay so you know that the decks there yep you've got that in the contract without a building permit so that's an unknown but say maybe there's a shed in the backyard and it's been put up illegally Mm -hmm. and a nice big wind comes along blows it down on top of somebody and causes injury maybe death would that be your house insurance covering that or would that be the title or would house insurance go oh there's no we didn't know about this this is an illegal structure on your property we hadn't got it or we're titled yeah
1: yeah i think you're exactly right you'd go your your natural instinct would be to go to your home insurance and then if the home insurance went, oh, that's not supposed to be there, that's illegal, that's not covered, title insurance would go, well, yeah. yes,
0: it is. So title insurance would yeah. then take it on. Yes. So that's where, um, but where whereas if somebody was doing a bit of a boogie on the deck would <laughs> <laughs> and broke an ankle or something and, um, yeah, yeah, but that's, a known thing, title insurance wouldn't take it, but then house insurance may say. And it's a bit different too because personal personal injuries yeah, are a I bit guess. different.
1: So what we're looking at with title insurance is if council comes knocking and picks up okay. a legal building works or if you're going to go and do a renovation on your property and you go to get an extra permit because you want to put on another level and they go, oh, what about this one? Where's yeah. the permit for that one? And you go, oh, actually yeah. title insurance. Um, title insurance also do cover, say there was a mistake made in the settlement mm. process and there was uh, an, an incorrect calculation, um, something had gone wrong um, in terms of the figures and the, the purchaser was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And the vendor was like, "Not, nah, not paying back, it's all settled, yeah. we're doing it now. The title insurance would then chase the vendor to get the purchaser's okay. money back.
0: That sounds good. It sort of sounds like something you really need to have, isn't it, with each property? I guess, I guess, when it comes to home insurance, um, there is a public liabilities portion, portion. on that insurance, yeah. and that's why I sort of pre bought that sort of stuff up because you can, you know, if it was illegal or they didn't know about it or whatever it was, they may suggest, well, that shouldn't have been there in the first place, we're not giving you, um, compensation. Yes, yeah. so yeah.
1: And that's, that's where the title insurance policy won't cover anything that your building insurance will. So it's almost like where your building insurance yeah. finishes, title insurance yeah. starts. So it's everything beyond that your standard policies. So people go, why do I need both? Well, because they actually do totally different things. They don't yeah. overlap. They do individual things in their individual worlds and where one can't help you, the other yeah. should,
0: could, probably would. Um, and yep. vice versa. Sounds good. So we're going to have a short break and come back with more mm. from Kiani Mills from KLM Consulting, where she will talk to us about how title insurers can save us. Okay, so you're listening to Real Estate Right and we are talking to Keani Mills from KLM Conveyancing about title insurance. So now what can title insurance save us from besides ourselves? Anything or have we really covered that?
1: <laughs> well, look, so we've, we've talked about how important yeah. it is and how fantastic it can be when you're buying yeah. a property. But because the title insurance policy also covers the sale of the property, so even if you don't call on your title insurance ever at all and you go, I'm going to sell this property now, we get the contracts prepared and we send them out to the ether and we have a buyer that comes back and goes, I love this property, but I've done a little bit of, you know, deep digging on realestate.com or through the archives of, you know, Google. And I've found that the property here and the property here looks totally different. This one's got a date. this one doesn't. And as a vendor, it's very hard to give historical data on a property if you weren't the owner of it, as we've spoken about. So if that buyer was like, okay, well, there's obviously been works done. There's no building permits. So there has been illegal works done, even if you as the owner now hasn't done them, um, there are illegal Mm. works So the the, the owner at the moment could still call on that title insurance policy to rectify any illegal works, bring them up to scratch to then satisfy that purchaser or assist them with the sale. Um, So it also helps on the outgoing side just as much as it does on the incoming side. And there was one scenario that I actually had that come up and we had a buyer who bought it at auction Mm -hmm. and our client had no idea of any building works they'd done nothing to the property since they bought it and yeah we sold it and everything was great and then their bank did a did an evaluation and couldn't get finance approval because there was issues with the discrepancies between the two so that was a perfect scenario where my client went no worries i'll get it rectified called on his title insurance policy they bought everything up to scratch got retrospective permits issued and we settled on the property now like i
0: did a property recently where It was an owner build. That was a group of townhouses, but they built, um, they're living in one of them obviously to, you know, make sure they didn't get capital gains tax concerns. Um, And they had on their council plans, uh, you know, permitted plans um, that one of the rooms was a study, um, but they wanted to advertise it as a third bedroom because it was like a two bedroom, two bathroom townhouse. And somehow buyers were complaining, this has gone through council as a two bedroom plus study townhouse and you're advertising as a three bedroom, you know, you can't be doing that. And it's like, but the certificate of occupancy has gone through. You can make those, like it's, it's, they used it as a nursery. They had a cot in it and all that sort of stuff. So are we going to get in trouble with council for doing that sort of thing? Like, Look, it's, it's hard. That's 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 more of a, a way an
1: agent wants to spin it the is. advertising yeah. to, to entice yeah. buyers. Sometimes, though, with, with I mean, if it's a study with a closed door, then you can turn yes, it into a bedroom. It's, it's, yeah. That's fine. As long as it's a if it was a nook. It must be a habitable room. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Exactly right. If it was a nook that wasn't allowed to have a door for yeah. fire reasons or there wasn't, you know, a window or whatever the certain requirements were, and you put a door in, then yeah, you're non complying with the council yeah. requirements. But they can be a little bit tricky in the way it's that the they same do thing as um,
0: <laughs> they ask, they say that they want a carport on the property. We're only giving you a carport, we're not giving you a garage. You know, you get a certificate of occupancy on, you put a roller door on the front. Is someone yep. going to crack it because the roller door's on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, those are
1: the things that really, Then they're, they're not going to be, as I say to my clients all the time, the thing that we look at with, you know, yeah. defects or changes to any plans is, is yeah. there a safety risk? What's the safety risk? Um, if it's unsafe to your family, then don't do it. Or if you're buying a property that's unsafe, don't do it. Um, but if it is done in a way that um, mm. obviously you're not going to get in trouble for it but you're also not going to hurt anybody in the meantime, then there's definitely more than one ways to skin a cat. Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. Now, does title insurance cover the entire purchase price of the property or just little things that can come up?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it it really does depend. Um, I think in extreme situations, there have been definitely times where sales and purchases have been reversed. And mm-hmm. buyers have gotten their money back because whether it's um, disclosures that weren't made were so major that um, yeah. properties are in inhabitable that the sale is just fraudulent I would call it fraudulent yeah. then then yes definitely you uh, as I said they cover up to 200% of out-of-pocket costs whether that's legal costs they're not going to fork out the whole purchase price for a property and get nothing in return no. but um they definitely has been in um, circumstances where um they have been able to take it to a point where sales have been reversed
0: yeah so, so
1: effectively yes they've gotten their money back
0: yeah so like I know when I've purchased properties in the past and they say oh make sure you get your house insurance done on that property to save yourself between the sale and the settlement yep um and that will be for things like earthquake damage fire, or flooding. Fire, yeah. flooding yeah yeah you no know, because i've screamed yeah but title insurance wouldn't cover that would they no because
1: that doesn't kick in until you're actually the owner yeah so that's where so, it still needs your home and contents yeah. Title insurance kicks in after once you're the after. owner and it covers yeah. everything around the home and yeah. building contents. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the way that I think about it too is like the home and contents is your bubble and yes. then title insurance is everything around the bubble. You yep. know, Whatever doesn't fit into that perfect little insurance package, title yep.
0: insurance is kind of, Take, Takes know, it the next step.
1: Above and beyond, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So who do we get title insurance from? There's a
1: couple of companies that are around. Um, we used first, we use First Title Insurance. They're yeah. fantastic. We've um, we've been an, a partner of theirs for six years now. Um, but there are a couple of companies around, and I would recommend like with any insurance policy you're going to take out, get quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had a client who took out title insurance policy with a known defect. So we yeah. had a contract. He was super. Um, risk adverse so really wanted to make sure that he was protected even though um he was he knew that the policy would be more expensive because there was a known risk but he was like you know for the sake of I think his was only $1,200 to protect him against um uh, it was a, a, a balustrade that was done that you know no permits, um, but they yeah. protected it and they covered it. So even if you do know that there's a risk, you can still take it out. It just might be a little bit more. But as he said, this is peace of mind so that anything goes wrong. For $1,200, I can sleep at night knowing my family's safe. Yeah. So it's a bit of a no-brainer. But, yeah, a there's a, brainer. There's, I think there's only three companies in Australia, to be honest, that do it, um, two okay. of which I, I actively use. But, yeah, first title are my go-to. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Is there anything else we
1: need to know about title insurance? Um, Look, I would always, anytime anyone's buying a property, just call them and find out what it's all about. Because Mm -hmm. while I've given a very, very brief summary, there is a hell of a lot more that they actually cover than the big things. There's a lot of little things as well that they cover. Um, So it's really important to... Be as like every time we speak, it's like, do your due diligence, make sure you, you know, review the contract, make sure you look into everything. This is one of those scenarios because if you, when you get a notice from council or when you find out about an issue, it's too late. It's too late. So you go, oh, shoot, for the sake of $600, I could have had it there, I could have been protected and I wouldn't have had to think about it. And if you don't have to call on it, brilliant. It's yeah. not a waste of six hundred dollars. It's no. yay, you know, great. Yeah. I haven't had to call on that for however many years I've owned this property. So, yeah. to me, I would never buy a property without buying it. But um, I really hope that in America, as I said, it's huge in America, and they don't buy it. They don't buy. No one will buy a property without title insurance. So, like, I hope Australia gets to that point because in in Victoria, especially, it's buyer beware. And while we get the most information out of all the states in Australia, we still don't have everything we need to make a one hundred percent informed decision that a buyer fifteen years ago or an owner fifteen years ago didn't go and do something dodgy that we can't physically find out
0: yeah i know yes yeah, so i've I've bought houses with can't be called bedrooms upstairs because <laughs> it's converted at the, the roof space and the ceiling height's not quite yep. low up mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so all that sort of
1: stuff and that's fine everyone will do it and i'm sure as as we all buy our own houses and go oh i'd love to have that there and we just do it you don't think about it but someone down the track might and you don't want to get yourself caught out just because you know you've got a nice to have and then it bites you in the bum when you try and sell it so Mm. i yeah better to be safe than sorry yeah
0: well, thanks again, Kiani. You're always a wealth of pleasure. Knowledge when it comes to legal stuff. <laughs> this
1: was a bit of a tricky one too, so hopefully yeah. it didn't go.
0: <laughs> for <people's> no. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely nice to know um, that there's another support network in terms of um, there is insurance um, if you're unsure. So now, how can real estate right listeners get in contact with you? Uh, look, social media is quick and easy. Um, email
1: Kiani at klmconveyancing.com.au um, or you can call us on 03 9448 8282.
0: Fabulous. Thanks, Kiani. We will have your details in our show notes and social media as always. It's a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And next week we have the amazing David Banks from Jealous Craig Borendara to talk to us about should I buy first or should I sell first? A big debate. It will be interesting to see David's take on it, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies. And it's written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada. With the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast. Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977 9 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.